from KQED. Hey everyone, I'm Emmanuel. I'm Kali. And I'm Jamidra. And we're the hosts of The Cooler, your weekly dose of pop culture commentary. Today we're talking about why everyone is carrying crates of La Croix water mm. around. I love that you have an emphasis. That, just, that, yeah. was, that was great. La Croix. Yeah. May we? We're also going to be talking about Mercury being in retrograde. You said that through every one of your teeth. I am looking forward Critted. to this explanation. And I am going to explain to you why being a warrior is maybe a superpower. Oh, oh cool. Mm. So, you guys, I have been seeing cans of this water everywhere. I'm sure you guys have, too. Well, hang, hang on. We, are we doing sponsored content now? <laughs> Basically. Did we find a sponsor? It's La Croix. That's so exciting. I Tell know. me I about La Croix. We're, and we will lose that sponsor immediately after this segment, I'm sure. <laughs> Go ahead. So it's a sparkling water brand, and it's been very popular recently. If you look on your Instagram feeds, you'll see people just posing with the can. There's a bunch of different flavors, so it's like, oh my god, I got the lime one or I don't have enough. I don't have enough hipsters friends then. Clearly not. Right. There's also people out there wearing shirts that say Lacroix over boys. Oh, that's funny because it doesn't hmm. even rhyme. It does, kind of. <laughs> Yeah. There's also a website called mylacroix.com. Are we so so we need to decide how we are we going to go lacroix or lacroix? Oh, it's lacroix. I I'll tell you later. Okay. Oh. Carly's right. Spoiler. <laughs> but I just like saying lacroix. <laughs> so there's a site mylacroix.com where you can create your own design and flavor of a can. My favorite is male tears. Um is that a, like um <laughs> so salty. Yeah. Mm. Very salty indeed. People are creating signature LaCroix cocktails, such as the Pina Croilada. Oh. <laughs> There's also people creating needlepoint art of the cans and selling it on Etsy. Someone even created a rap song about how great sipping LaCroix is. Is it better than the Hamburger Helper mixtape? It might be. Okay, because you know that was my jam for at least a good week. A it solid week. might be. <laughs> Here's a sample lyric. I know it's only carbonated water. Sometimes I wish I was Beyonce's daughter. I know it's only carbonated water. Sometimes I wish I was Beyonce's daughter. Blue Ivy, Blue Ivy, Blue Ivy, Blue Ivy, Blue, Blue, Blue Ivy, Blue Ivy, L-A-C-R-O-I-X. Okay, so that's not going to win a Grammy or? I think it might. Okay. Rakim is his name. <laughs> he deserves props. And he's like stepping on stacks of LaCroix. And oh, the there's video. a video. Oh, there's a whole video. Oh, He cuts God. out some of the logo and puts it on his eyebrows. Okay. It's something to be seen. Getting to your earlier point of how is it pronounced? It's mm-hmm. spelled L-A-C-R-O-I-X. And so the inclination is to pronounce it how it was before in the French way. With the loogie in your throat. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you didn't take French in high school or college, I'll use it in a sentence. Let them drink La Croix. Is that Gerard Depardieu over there? It's me. <laughs> it's me. C'est moi. Mm, okay. Well. But the water doesn't actually come from a babbling brook in Provence. Mm. It actually comes from Wisconsin. Oh, slightly less glamorous. <laughs> so because Americans are heathens, we call it La Croix. And everyone does because it's an American thing. 
Oh, so LaCroix it is. I just felt all the life go out of me. Mm -hmm. In 1981, it was started in Wisconsin. It stayed local for many years, but then it was acquired by this bigger company, National Beverage Corporation. And the CEO there was like, all right, this is cute and all. It's water. How can we make this a national thing? And so he's like, okay, more flavors, all kinds of flavors. Pomplamoose. Everyone loves that. I just love saying it. (laughs) Pomplamoose. It means grapefruit. And he was like, let's redesign this can. And so he went for a retro, brightly colored vibe. Basically, it's the paper cups from the 80s. You know that Mm -hmm. with the the blue and the little swipe? Mm -hmm. So it's basically that. The look is working. What about what's inside the can? What is it? People love that, too, because it is free of sugar. Sodium, calories, preservatives, and artificial sweeteners. Okay, so that's what it is. Yes. Ha- yeah. Hang on a minute. Are you receiving a shipment of La Croix? I hope so. I've never tasted it, so I, I want some. For I'm... doing this segment. It sounds like it. It sounds like he's in bed with them already. It really uh-huh. does. What happened to the editorial control on this podcast? <laughs> and this is going to make it seem even worse. Oh, the cans are 100% recyclable. <laughs> okay. I'll have you know. Because they're cans? And the water is because they're responsibly. Cans? Because all cans hey, hey, hey. Are... <laughs> You've gone mad. And the water is responsibly sourced from the U.S. So there's a smaller carbon footprint. Hmm. So. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. By American. So they first started marketing it towards health conscious women at first because mm-hmm. all the men, the data was showing that they were like into energy drinks. And so they were like, OK, we'll get the health nuts. But then as the distribution got bigger, it was in co-ops, Walmarts, office supply stores. So more and more people were finding it. People on diets, people who were kicking alcohol, people who didn't like Coke. Are there people in the world who don't yes, like girl. Diet Coke? There I'm one of them. I don't, really? so I don't the drink. Thing. I don't like I can't. I don't drink soda. But every now and then when I get a craving, I do drink a coke but i'm not really like a soda fan huh. but there are some people who either do coke or pepsi or some people I just don't like cola at all didn't know these people exist no, genuinely <laughs> i'm not being facetious i didn't know people didn't like diet coke you're sitting with two of them. oh i don't no i don't like diet yeah. coke you can miss me with that if i want to drink a coke you're gonna give me every bit of sugar and calorie for my enjoy like i'm i paid you're listening to my the beverage money. hour <laughs> i paid my good money i want the full sugar are you thirsty None of for more <laughs> Thirsty for something. Apparently, all of America is moving away from colas mm-hmm. because it's so full of sugar. That's I'm, not. I said Americans, not okay. Brits who live here for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, who are allowed into the country due to a clerical error. Apparently, full calorie soda sales have dropped more than 25% mm-hmm. in the past 20 years. On the flip side, the average person in 88 drank less than four gallons of bottled water per year. In 2015, the average person drank 37 gallons per year. I mean, think about the- people are loving water. Think drank- about it. Like when you when I was growing up, do you remember people walking around with bottles of water? Uh, no. Like in the 80s or, or like no. in the 90s, people weren't walking around with bottles of water. Now you can't like a manual. You got your little water thing right there. But it's not bottled okay. it's because not bottled. I'm a heathen who drinks from the tap. Hello. Yeah. Hello. All of this stuff has created a perfect storm for La Croix, <laughs> La Croix, whatever. God. LaCroix to become this like huge phenomenon because it is A, cheap, B, healthy, C, looks cool, Mm -hmm. D, easily available, and it seems less corporate because no one knows who this company is. It's not a subsidiary of Pepsi or Coca-Cola, so people trust it more and it seems more underground. And it also has become more of a like status symbol. It like says something about you if you carry around LaCroix. Really? Because of all these Instagram things, like if you Instagram a photo of yourself with a can, LaCroix's official account will publish it. So they've got a whole social media strategy behind this. Yeah, it's basically like SoulCycle and Lululemon, like people who really love those things, they're like trying to say something about themselves and be part of a club. And I have never felt so far from the zeitgeist. (laughs) 
<laughs> you hate water. You love your soda. Well, listen, if LaCroix retweets this podcast episode, then we know that Emmanuel sold out. Very, so that very is, true. That is, that's the goal. Yeah, that's the goal. Until then, I will go get my first can. <laughs> and then it'll pay for itself later. Delicious. Mm, so bubbly. When you're sipping on LaCroix, you know it brings you joy. When you're sipping on LaCroix, you know it brings you joy. When you're sipping, 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 when you're sipping. L-A-C-R-O-I-X. So, guys, I have been accused of being a little bit of intolerant <laughs> when people start talking about astrology. And when I say people, I mean you two, specifically in front mm. of me. You both know your star signs. You talk about your star signs. Uh-huh. Very go. I am going to be kind. I'm going to say that people believe different things, and that's fine. It's just not for me. <laughs> However, I have noticed that very sensible people that I like and admire and who aren't necessarily dripping with crystals. I was going to say, I'm going to just sprinkle some crystals on your desk. I was just thinking about that. We should just put crystals on our desk next week. <laughs> We're going to start trolling you. Please don't. So, I'm going to put a thing of sage on you. Let me sage. Sage, quartz. stop, please. Yep, all of that. So these very sensible people who otherwise seem like perfectly great human beings, if stuff is going wrong in their life, an odd phrase will kind of emanate from their lips. And this phrase... Phrases, uh, Mercury in retrograde. Yes! Have either of you said this? I, well, I don't know what that means exactly. <laughs> well, you're in luck. I say it anytime I'm just like, oh, shit is going crazy. Mercury must be in retrograde. <laughs> and Emmanuel, I know that. Oh, I, I, beyond. I know, also, there's yeah. a website where it's like, is Mercury in retrograde oh, dot right. yes org or, no. or something? And then it just says yes or no, and that's the whole website. So people, I've noticed very sensible people, otherwise sensible, I should say, blame all kind of calamities on this Mercury and retrogrades are like broken down cars and some cats turning up dead in the street. Oh, I thought it was only related to like electronics. Well. All walks of life. (laughs) In the interest of keeping an open mind and not just dismissing this out of hand, what do people actually mean when they say this? I couldn't resist looking it up. So I'm going to tell you what Mercury and retrograde actually means. Oh, let me get comfortable. Basically, it's based on a belief that the planets, in this case Mercury, how they move affects us here on Earth and our lives and our moods and things that happen to us. So a few times a year, Mercury looks like it's doing something unusual in the sky, like moving backwards, hence the retrograde bit. It's actually not moving backwards, guys. It just moves fast and it has what is known as an elliptical orbit. So it travels more quickly when it's closest to the sun and several times a year, Mercury catches up to our orbit and it looks like it's changing directions in the sky and we've just come out of one of these periods and the next one in 2016 is apparently mark your calendars december 19th through the 31st okay let me write down which in case you weren't aware is my birthday and it's the holidays where you can't have misunderstandings happen oh that's a good point this is the thing so people who care about astrology they care about mercury because this planet governs communication travel and learning for everything basically in mythology (laughs) it's also the winged messenger of the gods you know the little guy with the little uh, wings on his shoes hermes mercury no (laughs) that cultural appropriation will not stand take that off the table for a second so when mercury looks like it's moving weirdly even though it's not people who believe in this stuff believe that it's messing up your life in the following ways per my new favorite (laughs) website almanac.com okay all right right. when mercury is retrograde remain flexible allow time for extra travel and avoid signing contracts 
Yes. So basically, between the 19th and the 31st, stay don't in bed. sign anything. Stay in don't, bed. Don't even get so up. don't sign your prenup that day. No, About that day. a week or two before Mercury retrogrades, finish any tasks or projects at hand. You can't stop your life, but plan ahead, have backup plans, and be prepared for angrier people and miscommunication. Wait a minute, I just thought about that. 19th through the 31st? Yeah. People are going to be traveling for Christmas. Mm. I know. It's mm. it's Christmas is canceled this year. Up. Also, do not buy electronics during a Mercury retrograde, apparently, because your communications will be all screwed up. And that's when people are buying iPhones and iPads mm-hmm. for people. Don't do it. But it is apparently a good time to throw stuff out, rearrange your apartment, update your resume, or plan and research things. I thought this is what you weren't meant to do. I thought you weren't meant to do anything. Are you saying they're contradicting? Almanac.com. hurting me. you? <laughs> Okay, guys, who am I to say that the planets don't affect us? I'm not a scientist, but I do like science. (laughs) So I thought I'd look it up. And scientists, it turns out, have studied this kind of stuff. I think because people keep coming to them being like, is Mercury in retrograde a thing? And they're like, no, it's not good. Okay, tell me Guys, don't take my word for it. Listen to this geologist from the Smithsonian's National Air and Space Museum. He says the net result of all of the study into it was that the force from the planets, is so small compared to either the sun or the moon that any kind of planetary effect would just be swamped by the things the Earth is always feeling by either the sun or the moon. So basically, TLDR, the sun and the moon are exerting enough force on you. Mercury's just like a little pick squeak in the background. It's not affecting you guys. So okay, only so believe your sun and moon signs. Yeah, I was going to say. Boom. Got it. So, yeah. <laughs> Something I love about astrology and like tarot and that kind of stuff is that it doesn't really have to be true. It just allows people to open up to their friends about their feelings. It's just like self-reflection that I think we could all use. And we're so not in communion with our emotions these days. Mm -hmm. And anything that helps that along should be a good thing. You know what? I don't care anymore. I don't care. I'm exhausted. Carly is, Carly is me last I'm week. I'm so dolphin. tired. She's tapping this. out. Tapping I, out. I tap out. Do what you want. As long as it's not harming anyone, just don't involve me. Classic Capricorn response. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. However, a wiser lady than me once said, uh-huh. we tell ourselves stories in order to live. Aww. So, And the world is a terrifying and arbitrary and senseless place and awful things happen for seemingly no reason. So if you guys want to invent some sort of semi-regular structure based around the big planets that are above us to make sense of a senseless world and it's not harming anyone... That's fine. But isn't that like exactly what religion is as well? <laughs> and and direct your tweets too. Exactly. exactly. Excuse my beauty. beauty without the first D on Twitter. <laughs> Guys, See you soon. I'm not going to quibble with you. Having done the research, if it's not harming anyone, mm-hmm. and also as you say, it's basically religion, retrograde away. It's fine. Just do not even think of using it as an excuse to flake on my happy hour or I will find you. But do tweet Carly when Mercury is in retrograde. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed this short segment. Next week, the Harvest Moon, friend or foe.
So I have a series of questions that I'd like to ask you. Let's ha- let's have a little getting to know you moment. I'd love that. Getting I feel like getting to know you. Getting to know you is is that a real song or did I just yeah? Like, getting okay, to know. Great. I don't remember the rest of the words, but I know that I know that little diddly. Nice. So I'm going to ask you a series of questions to kind of like feel out how much anxiety you may have. Oh well, lord, this is a how much time do you have? Personal question. <laughs> well, we, you know what? Let's just lay on the couch, Carly. We've got. <laughs> I'm already on it. <laughs> Was I not supposed to be on it? <laughs> Relax. It's a chaise longue. Yeah. More First. French for you guys at home. <laughs> chaise LaCroix. Chaise Longu. I just... I'm... Translate this page. First question. Do you feel like you have high sentinel intelligence? Sentinel? sentinel. Mm-hmm. What's that? <laughs> it means that you are really sensitive to sort of what's going on around you. So, oh. for example, oh. if you're at a party and you hear a loud noise, do you immediately think, oh, that's a gun, I should run? Or... <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I'm ticklish, if that's what you mean. <laughs> So do you, are you sensitive to the space around you, do you feel? No. No. no? Okay. I constantly feel like there's one gigantic scrim between me and real life. So you feel like you lag in your response to things? I do. Okay. I do. Next question. Do you think that you're really self-aware? Yes. Like if you sneeze on yourself, like you sneeze on your hand, do you feel like people saw it and they're, they're talking about you? or They definitely are. They they're are. tweeting about it. Okay, right now. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Carly? Oh, God. Uh, yeah, I suppose. You're like, yeah. <laughs> Carly's like, ah, whatever. What? Carly is over it. Do you mean like self-conscious? Yes. Or? Okay. So you're like self-conscious. So if you stumble, if you walk into the office and you stumble a little bit, do you feel like people saw it and they're laughing at you in their head? No. No, actually, no. No, not at all. I don't really don't care about really? that stuff anymore. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Well, you said self-aware and I feel like I am but self-conscious is a different thing I don't care that people are noticing mm-hmm. but I know they're noticing because <laughs> how could you not <laughs> wow with these sweaters come on your sweaters are how could you not notice me do you feel like you overanalyze events yes okay that was quick mm-hmm. yeah I'm overanalyzing <laughs> this right now and do you think that you're overly aware of the state of mind of other people yes constantly whether they're assholes or not yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> It preoccupies my every waking thought. Do you feel like you're an empathetic person? Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Carly's like, no. I just <laughs> I just dragged everybody who believes in Mercury. <laughs> right, so I like to, to think so. I think of myself as an exceptionally empathetic person. And do you feel like you're a logical individual? No. No? <laughs> no. I'm so illogical. Because my Mercury is in Virgo, I oh, say yes. Sh- you want to say yes? Yeah, I- I'm also a Virgo, so I'm going to go with yes. And do you feel like you think about past experiences a lot? Like life experience? Mm-hmm. Like pa- no, hang on. Past life? No, no, no. Okay. Not like not like Erica Badu, see you next lifetime. <laughs> like something that happened <laughs> Last Why, last yes, year. I was Cleopatra. <laughs> Do you feel like you think about past experiences a lot? It's hard for me to overstate the extent to which I think about things that I've done in the past and how awful they were. <laughs> ah, no one needs to know. Emmanuel. Carly, get comfortable on that couch. You've got to talk, girl. The truth. I do. I think about the past a lot, how it fits with the present, how it led me to this place. And, oh, maybe if I did that other thing differently, where would I be? Like, specifically, mm-hmm. what if I had moved to New York instead of San Francisco? Because I almost did. And then oh. I didn't at the last minute. <gasps> Then, Sliding doors this moment. This would have never happened. The Cooler yeah. podcast wouldn't even be a thing if you were in New York. I, I would be in New York and I would be on a podcast called The Coolest because you're, that's how their vibe is. You'd be swimming in La Croix. <laughs> no offense to anyone in New York, by the way. <laughs> Love you guys. All of the I visit all there. the time. So uh, these are a few characteristics that describe people who are anxious. I didn't read all of them, but I feel like I'm a super anxious person and I didn't read them because I was anxious about how long this list would be if I actually <laughs> read them. So I cut it down. What if I told you that anxious people are more intelligent than people who are not anxious. I'd take it and I'd run with it. Which, <laughs> I would say thank you. Would you believe me? I would. Okay. Dumb people aren't anxious about anything <laughs> because they're just like, 
this is how things are. I don't overanalyze and I don't care. About totally it. agree. Totally. People <laughs> who don't worry, I, I want to kind of shake them by the face and say, why? Why don't you worry constantly about all of the potential <laughs> catastrophes that could befall you at any moment? People relax. People boast about how relaxed they are. And that's not anything to be proud of. <laughs> Shout out to the numb people. <laughs> they are comfortably numb. <laughs> they really are. So apparently in 2014, scientists studied a group, 125 Canadian students, and they found a correlation between anxiety and verbal intelligence. But this was in Canada. This was in Canada. So okay. I don't know if it works in America. Yeah. Well, so. <laughs> I mean, genuinely, I think it's a different temperament. I'm, I'm being exactly. And so then there are also studies that correlate anxiety, people who have been diagnosed with anxiety with having higher IQs. Mm. And, and we should also hasten to add here that we're not making light of anxiety, which is a medical condition. You know, we're, no, not, no. we're not doing that. I'm actually pretty anxious about this segment now that you've said that. Uh oh. <laughs> I'm starting to sweat. Okay. <laughs> So to your point about the people who don't like worry at all, the three theories that they've come up with is people who are anxious are more intelligent because, A, they think up so much about past experiences over and over and over and over again. Their mind is always working that it's sort of like they overanalyze and it makes their memories more active. Those people see the larger picture of what it all means versus like, I'm in this one moment and... That's all there is. Right. So the other theory is that, and this is scientific, so I'm going to tell you what I told you. And if you want more, you can look it up. (laughs) (laughs) You can Google that. Okay, you can Google that. So apparently... The more you think, like if you have more white matter in your brain, then it speeds up your mental process. More white matter? I don't even know. Like, yes. What does that mean? I don't know. Like I told you, I'm going to tell you what I told you. (laughs) (laughs) And you go look it up. Did you print off the right page? I did. But apparently, (laughs) the more white matter you have in your brain, the more it speeds up your mental process. And people who have anxiety have more white matter in their brain. Why has it got to be white? I'm I'm (laughs) just... Listen. Anxiety, anxiety. (laughs) Abort, abort. And also, people who are anxious think about their past experiences a lot more than people who are not anxious. Thus, they learn from their past experiences Uh and they plan for the future. Uh Smarter choices, smarter life trajectories. Mm -hmm. But it's true, though, when people talk about living in the moment, and it's usually very intensely relaxed people that tell you, just relax, just live in the moment. There are not enough words to communicate to them how impossible that is for you. Yeah, yeah. So vindicated. Hello. Last. Thank you. Mercury and retrograde. Mm-hmm. Only kind of true. This for sure true. <laughs> for sure true. We know that we have white matter in our brains. Mm-hmm. We know that we think about a lot about our past experiences. So when somebody tells you you're living in the past, you tell them that's right. Darn and right, because Sam. of it, my future is going to be much better. And that's why my SAT verbal score was really high, <laughs> higher than lit. yours. <laughs> Dimwit. <laughs> so that's all I got. you going to wind that up? That is the best end to any segment we've ever done. And that's all I got. Go away. Bye. Done it. Nailed it. So this season, we're playing around with this segment called The Peak in the Pit, inspired by Le Kardashians. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Do we need to say their names? <laughs> Don't say it three times in a mirror. <laughs> we pick... The best thing that happened in pop culture and the worst. In past episodes, we started with the best and then ended up with the worst. And then it leaves on a like kind of note. So this time <laughs> we're going to start with The Pit, sponsored by Jamidra. So my pit this week. Okay. <laughs> That's the tone you always have to have when yeah. talking about Dude, My pit this week goes to the Bay Area housing market. Oh. Okay. Shout out Redfin. Shout out Redfin. My Pokemon Go. Okay, so 
<laughs> so recently, I just read a story about a painted lady, aka Victorian, for people who don't know, in San Francisco that currently has 30 people living there. Wow. And they rent out a bunk bed for no $1,800 a month. Now, when I say a bunk bed... Both? Both of them? Oh, both two bunk beds. <laughs> I mean, you're in the room with three other people. So literally, oh. there are two bunk beds in one room. That sounds you like either prison. take a top. That's what I, I said. This is Orange is the New Black. So listen, you take the top bunk <laughs> or you take the bottom bunk and then you share a bathroom. So you're in the room with like three other people. And I'm like, listen, just get arrested. You are one step away from prison. <laughs> and at least there, they feed you three times a yeah, day. Yeah, you can have a better time. Don't pay for your own food. I'm just like, that's my pet. I'm like, how? Like, this is where we are now. Really, San Francisco? <laughs> really, San Francisco? Mm, wake up, San Francisco. Wake up from this days you're in. If you had a choice, top bunk or bottom bunk? Ooh. Top. Always top? What if you fell out in the night? Why would that happen? Because you needed the loo and then you stumbled. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, don't laugh? Don't laugh. It happens to people like me. <laughs> You've got to dwell on Actually, them. Actually, when you're in the bottom bunk, you can like create your own little sanctuary mm. and like put a curtain up or something. Based on my intensive research of Full Metal Jacket, I also think that the bottom bunk leaves you really open to a brutal mm. attack. Mm. All right. I yeah. just, I can't, I, I, I'm going to go with neither. Because, that was a correct because, answer. Because yeah. uh, I refuse. I just can't. I can't get past the idea of sleeping on a bottom bunk and there's a person floating above me. It just I seems mean, really the floating weird. thing is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> and vampires. And then they're climbing down and their feet are in your yeah, face. Yeah, it just no. seems like oh. weird. My feet will be in your face. If anything, huh? <laughs> and you will like it. <laughs> so for the peak this week. What you got? It's very short. But it just gave me a lot of life this week. As you guys might know, there was this video going around like a couple years ago where it was a fan or several fans outside of a venue or something and Lady Gaga was coming out. Okay. And they're all heard saying, Yas, Gaga, Yas, Slay Queen, Yas. Yes, Yas, Gaga, you look so good. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> so I thought nothing could top that fan reaction. Mm-hmm. But then... I saw a video of Taylor Swift, your fave. Oh, God. Leaving this building with Zayn and Gigi Hadid. Ooh. Because mm. they're dating and she's friends with Gigi. Zayn Malik. Yes, mm. of course. Formerly of one, other? one Direction. The Zayn. I, I can't think of any other Zayn. <laughs> That's true, actually. He has great brand recognition. Well, there's a Zayn who has a radio show in, in England. so Zayn, Zayn Lowe. Yeah. No. God, he's annoying. Nope. Yeah, so there are at least two Zanes in the world. Different but... spelling. And both of them are yeah. from, because he's from, I don't, you know what, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Moving along. Taylor Swift was exiting this building, and one fan, a single fan, just went nuts. Oh my God, Queen Taylor, is that queen. you, Queen? Queen! Yes, Taylor! Yes, Taylor! Yes, So he's my hero for this week. Just like loving something or someone that much just gives me life. That's lovely. Live a life free of cynicism. Yeah, it's because my planets are all in the right place. Shut up. (laughs) Trolling you for everyone. We end every episode with a song one of us can't stop listening to. Mm-hmm. If I'm being honest, What's it's the same as three episodes ago. Britney Spears' whole glorious comeback mm. album. Cannot stop listening to it, but a few other songs have sneaked into rotation. Oh, okay. And to keep it different, one of them is by a musician called Flume. Oh, I like okay. Flume. Explain. Flume, Flume is a 24-year-old cute boy from Australia who's remixed songs for Lord, Disclosure, and Arcade Fire. Mm. And... Fun fact, he began creating music using 
a basic production disc that was packaged in a box of cereal. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Well, when like, he was 13. So like Lucky Charms came with the, like a CD and he yeah. was like, this is oh, my yeah. career? Quality of uh, cereal toys in Australia is right. off the charts. Yeah. A temporary tattoo, that's about as good as it gets. <laughs> yeah. To be Although fair, I love Tem Tats. Me too. As good as adult life is, nothing beats buying cereal, opening it, and then just sticking your hand right in oh. it up to the elbow to get that sweet, sweet toy. You oh. know, I don't think they do that anymore. And then checking their ass. It's like, I don't, yeah, exactly. I hate cereal, Didn't want it anyway. But I like toys. I don't Disgusting. think they do that anymore. I haven't seen any, like, uh, although we buy the, like, the hippie stuff mm-hmm. so yeah. they don't put toys in the hippie joking cereal. has it in it yeah. you buy the LaCroix of cereal yeah yeah. <laughs> you, don't, you don't get a toy when you do no, that no she said hippie not hipster ooh <laughs> alright so if you end up liking this song that I'm about to play he's playing San Francisco the Bill Graham Civic Auditorium on September 22nd 23rd and 24th and he's presumably taking a break on the 25th to come to my birthday party and Obviously. then coming to the Cooler Podcast to be interviewed perhaps maybe So here's a shimmery jam called Never Be Like You from his sophomore album, Skin. Thanks to our podcast papa, David Marcus. Thanks to Carolyn Pennypacker-Riggs for our amazing theme song that you hear at the beginning of the show. And thanks to Jay Simpson for helping me edit. Please subscribe on iTunes. Also rate us if you like us. If you don't, um, you never heard this. Until next week, find us on social media. I am Excuse My Beauty without the first D on Twitter. I am at Teacup in the Bay. I am at Jamitra Says. Follow us. Favorite our stuff. Retweet. Bye. Bye. Bye.